Hello and welcome. You are listening to No Country for Healthy Living, a podcast where we try to guide you towards new levels of growth, self-love, and connection you never thought possible. My name is Kaylee. And I am Nora. Welcome, everyone. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining us. (laughs) So happy to have you all here. Yeah, yeah, as always, as always. I had to quickly take out cat hair out of my mouth before this introduction. (laughs) Story of my life. (laughs) Random cat hair getting in my mouth or something. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, first, let's start this off by saying happy pride. Yes. Pride month. So happy pride month. Yes, yes, yes. You are seen and you are loved regardless of the people around you seeing or loving you for it. Exactly. You are valid. Your feelings are valid. Your attraction to anybody, everybody, and nobody is valid. So we support you. You know, you at least you got us on your on your side. Exactly. (laughs) You're welcome here. You're always welcome to be here. Oh, gosh. But, uh, Laura, how have you been? How have you been doing? Um, I have been doing really good. Um, this day was honestly kind of crazy, but in a good way. Because we started the my work with... Uh, <laughs> we're in charge of marketing. We probably shouldn't be. But we did a, <laughs> a, a TikTok of us trying on the free clothing section that we have or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're just a bunch of fucking idiots. But it came out really good. Um, and... And then we started to, speaking of Pride Month, our um, program is like trying to march and be like a vendor in the Pride Parade that we're having coming up on Saturday. And I'm like, well, I go to the Pride events anyways, so get paid for it? Yes, please. Yes, please. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I love that... um, we just have such a community of people that support it so whole- wholeheartedly, and I love it, and I'm excited to be able to do that for my work. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, <laughs> exciting. Yeah. How have you been? I've been good. I've been good. Um, the cats have been making a solid progress on the cat wheel. Yay! Um, though... Poor, poor Miss Rudo. <laughs> we had to, t- I took her to the vet because she had a wound on her face. Mm-hmm. And um, we got it looked at and a couple other bumps looked at. And the, the vet definitely agreed with me that she thinks it's an allergy of some sort. But of course, we don't know what. Her usual. So in- Instead of starting with the $200 um, allergy test for environmental allergies, we're going to start with food. So <laughs> she's been put on a hydrolyzed diet. So no proteins, no chimkin, no beef, no nothing. Yeah, no she's fish, loving that, I guarantee. Nothing. <laughs> so... It's basically, and there is technically chicken in it, but the way it works is it's been pulverized so much that their bodies don't realize it's chicken protein that they're processing. It's basically how the vet explained it to me. Yeah. Um, 
it's a super nutritional, fully balanced diet and stuff. It's just they don't get all that fun chimpkin and, you know, extra stuff. So that also means she doesn't get any of her treats. Mm-hmm. And she's a food gal. And that's been the biggest motivator for training her on the cat wheel is the little tubes that we get. She can't have those now. She's not allowed any protein for two months. She's not allowed any of it for like two months. And we just started the diet. Like we're still like weaning her onto the new food. Um, and so she's definitely been, uh, I think a little sad about that. Cause she will go up to the wheel and she'll want to do the wheel, but she likes that the treats are involved in it. Yes. And she won't do it if the treats aren't involved in it. So I have to buy more of the wet food for this diet and uh, we're going to try to make some of our own little tubes for her to use for the (laughs) wheel because poor girl is like I want to do this but like I ain't doing it without no like reward (laughs) I don't work for free (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah now is she the one that would always kind of yearly get the swollen paw yeah, yeah, she yeah. seems like she's allergic to life just as much as Nala is. So. Yeah, <laughs> I part of me is definitely leaning towards it being an environmental allergy, especially with her paw, and especially because she's been on the same diet for like years now. I haven't changed her diet. Yeah, but we're gonna start here first. And make sure that it's not food. And then um, also, if it's environmental, then there's really not much that can be done about it. Except maybe like a yearly shot and some oral medicine that she's not happy that she has to get. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's yeah. basically what I have to do with Nala. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah. give like Nala's so allergic to like everything that they give me this pill to kind of temporarily stop like... I don't know even how to explain it because it's been so long, but she yeah. won't get allergic to anything for like three or four months and then she has to yeah. go on the medication again. But if it's like a allergy thing because it's becoming spring and summer, that's just. Well, no, she's gotten these bumps her whole life. She's oh, really? gotten these bumps. like Yeah, it doesn't matter oh. what time of year it is. She's usually got a couple bumps on her chin. So that's why we're just not 100% sure what it is exactly. So we have to figure that out. That makes sense. Well, that's good. That hope you figure it out then. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she got three shots that day. She was, uh, she's a good girl. Mm. She's a very good girl. (laughs) Girl for no treats. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I felt so bad (laughs) because I told her after the vet, we'd go pick up her wet food and get some treats. And Yay, then Mom. we got in the car and I was like, we got the car to go home. And I was like, so I guess we're not getting that wet food right now. <laughs> but she does like the new, the new wet food, which I'm glad. So I have to get more of that so she can still have her wet food. Because that is her lunchtime meal <laughs> is usually some wet food. And she looks forward to that. So I was like, yeah, I can't. I was like, I can't take that away from her. I was like, is there a wet food version too? She was like, yeah, no, we got you. We can get that. I was like, good. Because I can only imagine how upset she'll be for the next two months if I had to take away treats and wet food. Like, just completely. Yeah. 
For sure. Sometimes my cats, when they retaliate, they like to pee places. So, oh, hopefully. see, ours aren't like that. Ours, ours don't do that. It's been a long time, but Harley gets real touchy about having her food, but she was getting into the entire bag, so we had to hide it on her. So she went in the cabinet that it used to be in, pissed all over the place. That was at the cabin. Nothing's happened here for you. See, our cats just yell at us. Yeah, um, that's what she does now because she can't find her food. Our cats just yell at us <laughs> when they want food. They don't get vengeful and pee anywhere. They just yell at us until we give them food. Um, also, they couldn't get to their food even if they tried because we keep it in an airlock container. Like mm-hmm. I keep a, I keep half the bag. Half the bag goes in the auto feeder and then like the other half the bag goes in like a an airtight container so it stays fresher longer yeah. for them. No, for sure. Um, smart. And they can't get through that because it's hard plastic and good luck. I'll sit here and I'll watch it and I'll just laugh at you. Oh, yeah. You're not getting in there. You're not getting in there. Oh, goodness. It's so funny, too, because the last few episodes, it's like, welcome to our health and wellness podcast. Listen to us while we talk about our cats and dogs. You know what? That's our check-in. Yep. We get to talk about our cats. I don't care. <laughs> we talk about my cats. Dang They're my right. kids. Of course. <laughs> All the cat lovers and the do dogs, possible dog lovers, get to hear the craziness. Exactly. Maybe we should post exactly. some pictures of them so we all know of they all course. know what we're talking about. We can definitely post pictures of our animals. I will happily flood our Instagram with pictures of our animals. <laughs> uh, Henry's dopey face is just going to be all over the internet. Good job. Yep. So will so will uh, Rudo's cute little cross-eyed face. <laughs> <laughs> She's the dopiest looking face. It's She's so, so adorable. And so it is. We're supposed to be cross-eyed. I know, and it's adorable. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. She's got bright blue eyes, and she goes cross-eyed all the time. You just look at her straight on, and she looks cross-eyed, and it's just like you're so cute. Oh. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love it. I do too. All right, I guess we should get into today's topic. Get the ball rolling here. Yes, ma'am. And uh, today we're going to talk about it's kind of a little different from what we normally talk about, I feel like. Um, and we're going to be talking about uh, substances today in, in a few ways. Um, and we wanted to start off by saying that we don't shame anyone for using substances um you know because even if we sit here and we wish for other people to not use you know substances or certain substances specifically you know shaming them isn't gonna change that and honestly it's probably just gonna make it worse uh so the first thing we want to talk about you know is the marketing around certain substances such as you know cigarettes alcohol, vapes, caffeine, marijuana, um, all those fun, wonderful things. Mm-hmm. And Laura, do you want to tell them about how we decided on this topic today? Because it was definitely you that brought the topic to me. Yes, absolutely. And that's because at my job, we take a lot of trainings just to kind of continuously stay informed and on top of new information. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a training around marijuana specifically, um, and cause I work with pregnant and parenting, um, youth. And so we were talking about how that affects 
like that demographic specifically and you know we were just doing the whole training on it and they said a lot of wonderful things because it is something that we have found you know our participants do you know and I feel like like it's the same we they come at it the same the way we come at it where it's like nobody's being shamed but the information still needs to be out there Mm -hmm. um and it's very nice and the the presenters did wonderful and they are very smart in it's like their field of substance use but one thing that one of the trainers said that kind of I disagreed with and kind of grind my gears clearly because we're gonna do an entire episode (laughs) topic about it was um she said that the legalization of marijuana has risen how many people especially young people use marijuana and mm. this is something we both don't technically agree with. Hold on, clickety clack is coming. No, no, I'm gonna have to lock you out. Oh, clickety clack is and meowing. Well, yep. it's a don't worry, Ruta has something to say to <laughs> too. Hello. Yeah. Excuse Ow. you guys, we're trying to record. Thank you. Sorry. Young lady. I love you. Young lady. Excuse me. Yes, but mild interruption by the children. <laughs> See, we talk about them because they want to be part of it, right? Exactly. Anyways, you were uh, saying. Yes, I was saying that this is something that we don't necessarily agree with. That the legalization of marijuana has made it um, more popular, so to speak. Um, and we do also want to say that this topic might generally be around marijuana. Um, but we do want you to all know that very similar things have happened around cigarettes and alcohol, caffeine, and most recently vapes. Um, but right now it is just easier to pick one to explain what we're talking about instead of going in all sorts of different directions. Definitely. Yes. So basically marijuana has been around for millions of years because it has many different uses. Yes. yes, which I was very surprised to learn about um, a few years ago. I think it was in school I learned about it, honestly. Mm-hmm. So that was more than a few years ago, honey. Oh, <laughs> what are you doing? A few is more than three. Okay, shut I'm sorry. your cool meow. My, my best friends, my my childhood best friend's baby brother just graduated high school like the other day. I feel so old. And I know I'm not that old, but I just cannot fathom how long ago high school was. It honestly blows my mind. And yeah, I just, it's crazy. And I never, ever want to go to any of the reunions. No. No, no, not particularly. But yeah, no, I'm pretty sure I learned about some of the history of it in high school as well. Which I dig. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what yeah, can it be made into, Kaylee? Calm down, calm down. I'm Sorry. getting there, girl. I'm getting there. Girl, I was just trying to do a segue. I was real excited. <laughs> I'm getting there, girl. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, marijuana or hemp, uh, it can be used and made into so many different things. Rope textiles, clothing, shoes, paper, uh, bioplastics. You can use it for insulation and biofuel. There are so many different options. Um, I have a little, little fact here that I thought was really interesting because when we were, when I was reading through your notes, I remembered that um, 
when it comes to paper production, especially. Mm. Literally, like, it's like an acre of hemp produces as much paper as four to ten acres of trees on, like, a 20-year cycle. Like, like... Because hemp can just get chopped down and regrown so fast. Exactly. And trees take years so long and that's why it's like a 20 year cycle or something like that because like trees take a long time to get to um that height and width that size that is going to be worth chopping it down to be able to make a decent amount of paper because we don't even get that much paper out of it compared Mm -hmm. to what we get from like a hemp plant so there are so many different ways that this product this this plant this one plant can be so useful to us and also the fibers are so much stronger better than like other options out there Mm -hmm. so you know marijuana is also been around in the sense of you know using it for its psychological effects for thousands of years it's Oh, it's been a medicine for as long as it's existed, just like it's been something for making textiles and clothes and stuff like that. Um, You know, we're definitely going to have to get into the reason for decriminalization or for criminalization on uh, marijuana and like... It's going to need its own yeah. episode. I, I was um, going to start. I started to put it in there and I'm like, there is way too much. There's so uh, much to it. There's racism off. involved. There's so much it's to so it. It's so political. So race driven. Yes. And, oh, it just pisses me yes, off. Yes. Race, politics, just And now it's all big business because nobody to... wants to get fired from their paper company. Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> it's it's crazy the history behind the criminalization of marijuana. So it's something that maybe one day we'll discuss in another episode or something like that. But for right now, we're just going to talk about the criminalization and the marketing behind it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, there's definitely no questioning um, around the popularity of marijuana. Of course, it's popular and it's definitely become more popular in more recent years but i'm not gonna say it's because of the legalization i think it's just become a bit more obvious that people are using it i think people just don't hide it or keep it a secret people are a lot more open about it because they're a lot more comfortable with talking about it absolutely now that it's become a lot more legal throughout at least you know the u.s and some other countries Mm -hmm. absolutely and you know even though like it has become legalized in a lot of places unfortunately people have kind of like taken that and unfortunately twisted that into yet another opportunity to make money Mm -hmm. um which means the well i mean if you think about it part of the big push of why people were trying like that a reason that people were using for legalizing it is Think of how much money we could make off of this if it were legal. How much you could tax on a product like this if it were legal. No, absolutely. And and I think it was a solid driving factor in making it legalized. Yeah. So I can understand wanting to take that point of view to get it legalized. But the fact that it had to take that point of view to get legalized is where it kind of is fudged up in the first place. Exactly. Exactly. And that's where you kind of come into that history there a bit of criminalizing it in the first place. Yes, absolutely. 
Um, <laughs> but obviously that just means businesses um, are going to market to sell more regardless of the possible damages it may be causing because we want to make money. Exactly. Um, and that can mean marketing it to certain people for certain things and not telling us about the negative effects around it. Mm -hmm. Um, it can also mean taking, I put the OG weed, which is like (laughs) homegrown type weed, um, Mm. and kind of just beefing it up and finding new ways to use it. And that means that Mm -hmm. the percentage of THC in some flour you may buy at a dispensary, I I am seeing now upwards of 50 to like 55, 60%. And that's not even yeah, it ranges them. Yeah, well, they do sell the lower varieties, but now they're oh, yeah. really they're just continuing making it higher and but higher. But that's because we've been able to develop more research around, you know, yes, absolutely how we grow this plant and you know how we cultivate it to the best of its ability. You know how using certain chemicals on it that are safe for consumption of course are able to bring forth certain properties of these plants you know it's there's so much more that we can do and there's so much more we can learn about it this day and age so that's why we're seeing so many more strains and stuff come out that have that higher percentage of thc or cbd whatever one they're going for to be a higher percentage and a little bit of why yeah exactly or you know a very good even ratio between the two that's why we're seeing so much like that come out is because we finally have the opportunities to truly study more and then of course you have the people who have just been dedicated from day one of planting and learning even at home who then you know eventually open their dispensaries of like they've been learning the science behind these plants and the best way to cultivate them yes and and just for reference like when we say we're seeing 50 percent thc i would say like if you were like a amateur home grower like moi you'd say like 10 percent or 15 percent on a good day so (laughs) it's like tripled now and yeah crazy well well, yeah the product we have now compared to what our parents grew up around is completely (laughs) different they are even the same (laughs) they aren't even the same thing Mm -hmm. anymore like you don't really find well you can still find well okay you can still find that kind of quality or that type of product where it's probably similar to that but it's not as common because mm-hmm. we've learned so much about these plants and how to cultivate yeah. them in better ways that what we had 20 years ago is nothing compared to what we have now. Absolutely. Cause now there's like, you just go online and there's dedicated soil for growing marijuana, oh, yeah. dedicated like uh, feeding systems for yep. marijuana. And stuff. Nick and grew so- some plants for a short while and the process is insane like you have to watch your plants all the time you're checking them daily multiple times a day like it's insane how (laughs) on top of it you have to be and the slightest little thing can go wrong and it's such it's such a science it's (laughs) such a science it really is Absolutely. But they are able to uh, do that and then sell it. And and it is very cool, the science behind it and it like um, changing and them being able to make new products mm-hmm. for sure. 
but I mean, the prices are coming a lot down, down here. I mean, down here, like I'm in the South. Okay. Well, for Three. me, you're down. You're right. South, yeah. So. <laughs> you're South to Down me. South in Massachusetts, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, goodness. Um, but honestly, this um, goes for so many substances that were kind of on that list you, you yeah. gave us. And even take like caffeine, for instance, it's not terrible for us, but it's not that great either. But it's like marketed as this amazing, really cool thing to help us through our day, to keep us motivated, and even make us happier. And they marketed it hugely as things that taste really great. Yeah. Um, and it is also marketed towards the working class because we are the ones always kind of running around with our heads chopped off just mm-hmm. to survive. Um, so the energy to do all of that every single day is sometimes something we need help with yeah. there. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Definitely. Um, Like, I mean, they literally used to make candy cigarettes for kids. Like I grew up, I grew up eating them. Like that was a candy that I ate at some point in my life. Like I remember being really young and having like a package of the, like the little pack of the candy cigarettes, like in Mm -hmm. my room. And I was like pretending to like smoke them and like, and I would like slowly bite them so they'd get smaller. Like I'm actually (laughs) smoking. That's so cute. But like that was just something that I was like, oh, I'm like my parents were because this was like, yeah. b- like my parents used to smoke. And for me, Same. like as a really young kid, I was like, oh, like I'm I like that. And it's like super portrayed now that I think of it in like all sorts of oh, TV everywhere. shows and movies. As, and it's usually mm-hmm. as all being serious or cool or like. It's always the bad boy or the bad girl mm-hmm. or like the really cool be like girl. Like the really popular girl always smokes cigarettes or whatever, like, yeah. you know, like stuff like that. It's always marketed in a way of like, it's always the cool kids. It's always like, it's always the popular cool kids that are doing it. And that of course draws people in because they want to be accepted like those Especially kids. They the want to be liked. Yeah. They want to be like their parents, you know, mm-hmm. they want to be like their aunts, their uncles that they see doing this. It's something that's, literally just surrounded it surrounds us yes and we sometimes don't fully realize it that we're why do you think so many people start smoking cigarettes because it's literally ingrained in so many cultures at this point yes and and it's just marketed in a way where it's Mm -hmm. like I want to say in a very like I want to be sensitive to those who do smoke because it's not necessarily like it's your choice. Is your choice. Oh, no, but of it, course. It's your choice it's to, to do whatever you want to do. As a very positive thing. Yeah. And the, uh, I went, um, when I went to Turkey as a layover, their entire airport had huge packages of cigarettes you could buy. Yeah. But each package was like, this can cause cancer. This will cause lung mm-hmm. cancer. This will kill you. But blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, that, at least they're giving information that is real. See, but here's the thing is, I find even in forms of media, like movies or shows, you always hear the person smoking saying, yeah, this is going to kill me one day, but Mm -hmm. it's still portrayed in that cool way. Yeah, just like Najla. You know, because they're making a a joke about it, like, oh yeah, these will be the death of me. Like, 
it's portrayed in such a way of a nonchalant way of like, yeah, sure, these are going to contribute to my downfall, but whatever, I'm still going to keep doing it because I'm cool. Like, that's just how it comes off in a lot of forms and of media. get addicted because that's... Exactly. It doesn't... And it doesn't take many to get addicted. Yes. I have never it tried. It really doesn't. So. I, I <laughs> smoked when I was younger. I... Mm. I smoked when I was younger. It was I, I didn't really get like addicted, but I got pretty dang close to being a bad habit. But I I quit it pretty quickly. I, I watched my mom struggle trying to quit cigarettes for so many years and she mm-hmm. she has been not smoking cigarettes for like probably close to twenty years now. But yep. like I, I I saw her really struggle with that. Yeah. And it really was really hard on her. And I think that just kind of always stuck with me. And I just never wanted to try to go through that. So Yeah, both of my parents smoked when I was younger. And they both, uh, like, stopped eventually. It was definitely hard for them to mm-hmm. stop. But they did eventually stop. And my mom started smoking again around the time her and my dad separated. And it was hard for her to stop again when she decided to finally stop again. Um, She did eventually stop again, but it was very hard. It was definitely a a challenge to stop again, but Mm -hmm. she did do it. But it is, it's very hard. Nick, he, I think he's been cigarette nicotine free for a couple of years now, like a few years now. You know, and it was very hard for him to stop. He ended up using a vape to help him wean off of cigarettes. And then he used the vape to slowly wean himself off of nicotine because mm-hmm. the nicotine was one of the big kickers for him. Yeah. Um, because that's part of the addictive part of the cigarettes, the nicotine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for him, he eventually was able to use a vape because he would make his own juice so he could control how much was in there and he eventually you know slowly tapered himself off of it but it took him a while to be able to stop and to be able to like say all right I'm no longer consuming any form of nicotine I'm no longer consuming any of this it took a long time absolutely and it was a battle it was a battle it's hard I've seen a lot of people struggle with it and it just makes me not even want to think about how other substances are probably even more even dead. harder and yeah. exactly um you know these these are all substances that you know business and marketers know that once they have you hooked it's very easy for them to get you to come back you know because many of these substances if not all are addictive in some way shape or form you know and they can very easily be overused. Um, you know, per usual, we're <laughs> being exploited for money by any means possible. No surprise there. Um, yes, which, again, it's not the legalization of these no, substances that has made this an issue. It is the marketing no. factors. Exactly. Just and there are so many it. other factors too. It's not even just marketing, but it's a big one. It's yes. a big one. Absolutely. Um, you know, which at the end of the day is the end result that we're, we're, we're trying to get at, you know, they're trying to take money from us any means possible. You know, we, even if it harms us. Exactly. And we're trying to avoid that. 
to the best of our ability. At least give you the knowledge to be aware. Exactly. You know, we aren't saying never do these things. It's your choice. It's, it is your choice of if you do or don't. Um, It's a person. It's a per person situation. You know, it's what is best for each of us individually, you know, hopefully, you know, keeping our own health and happiness in mind is happening when we're making these decisions. But obviously, sometimes we're put into situations um, or we come out of situations and can't cope with them very well. And we turn to certain things and I don't, I don't want to say it's okay, but it is, it's normal. Exactly. It's, it's normal. It's, I mean, when I said for like, even just food, you know, all of this can be said for food, but we've already had an episode on that. (laughs) You know, when I went to therapy for my PTSD, um, my therapist looked at me and she was like, I'm, thoroughly surprised you're not addicted to anything and and or not a sex addict as well because of the trauma that I had been through so commonly it is so common for people to either turn to drugs or turn to sex even if sex was a part of their trauma yeah it it's still something that they tend to turn to and when and she's she looked at me she's like I'm thoroughly surprised that you have not gone that route and you know Mm -hmm. and part and you know part of me always was terrified of going that route which I think is part of the reason why I didn't because I I know people who have gone through these things Mm -hmm. or have taken that route and it wasn't the best route you know we all go through things we all go through situations that's why we're very big on there's no reason to shame someone because you don't know what led to them making that choice to try that thing for the first time, which then led to them getting addicted or doing it one more time because the first time they didn't get addicted. So they'll be okay if they do it one more time. You know, it's, there's so many different situations that can occur. I was going to say in, in trauma, I feel like is a huge one. Yes. And I think one of the ones underneath it or whatever might, I feel like such an adult when I use these words, but peer pressure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's like, it's another way to cope because especially if you're either in a dangerous situation where that's kind of the only way to survive is to fit in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the way to fit in. Or even just as a young person, that's um, a perfectly natural thing for them to be. Yeah in the middle of is trying to figure out where they fit in and that mm-hmm. might be something they turn to in a exactly. way to help with that exactly it's as simple as that one situation where you go through something traumatic that one friend that pressures you or or maybe that one friend that you always try things together so you want to try it with them. you know there's so many different situations that we get put into you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, um, you just never know someone. To find and that's them. exactly. And that's why you can't just sit there and judge them and shame them based on their addictions or mm-hmm. things like that. Um, yeah. But anyways, we digress. <laughs> Back onto <Always. laughs> uh, the track here. Uh, but, you know, if you guys follow us 
um, or have been following us and listening along, you've probably figured out by now that we smoke weed, um, we drink caffeine, you know, all those fun things. I literally am coming out of a Red Bull addiction. Uh, going strong. Thank you very much. Had a yellow Red Bull the other day, like last week or something like that. It did not taste right. <laughs> it just didn't taste right to me. I was yeah. like, ooh. All right. Well, that's sad to know that this just doesn't taste right to me at all anymore. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's we all have something, even if it's not necessarily a substance, something we become addicted to in some way, shape or form. But yeah. substances are pushed in such a weird way for us. You know, either it's how they show up in medias like movies, shows and how they're portrayed and how they're just forced upon us everywhere you know but we we have to be aware of the ways that you know they're trying to play us you know and the ways we're being played and manipulated so that we don't fall into the trap you know so that we don't decide to take that step just because it looked cool that one time we saw that one movie you know whatever it is um because the outcome may not be as great for you in the end as it was in that movie or show or whatever situation um but yeah laura do you want to lead us into part two of today's episode i'll be happy because it's a two-part episode today Um, In part two of today's episode is about the general decriminalization of all drugs, Um, because making drug use illegal and the penalization of just being like jail time and being thrusted into the criminal justice system um, is honestly borderline abusive, I would say. And it's not going to help the problem. No, because just like you were saying, a majority of those who use substances do so in a way to cope. I also just want to point out that Mm -hmm. there's totally a problem with drugs in the prison system. Yes. Just saying. Right. Just saying. (laughs) How do you think they get in there? All right. Ask yourself that question. Yeah. While we're here. Um. Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) Just gonna gonna say that (laughs) all the time (laughs) i've seen movies just kidding okay (laughs) um but there have been many countries to actually decriminalize drugs that have had very positive outcomes yes um places such as belgium estonia australia mexico uruguay the netherlands and portugal and spain since 1970 and i thought that was badass yeah (laughs) Damn right. Damn right. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, now decriminalization doesn't mean no consequences. That's not what this means. It just means that those consequences are not instantly jail time. It doesn't mean that, hey, you do drugs and you got caught with a small amount of drugs. Well, hey, guess what? You're going off to jail for like a ridiculous amount of times. (laughs) Exactly. No, it means you've made a mistake. So how about instead of just locking someone up and throwing away the key, we get them therapy. 
rehab, treatment programs. This is what we're talking about when we say decriminalization of these substances is instead of just immediately throwing someone in jail, how about we get them help first Mm -hmm. to take those small time users, the ones that aren't even selling, they're just being caught with a small amount and having their lives ruined with that are already probably ruined, but being made even harder for them. You know, this reaction towards those with substance use order substance use disorders comes from a place of compassion and empathy and kindness you know when the latter comes from a place of control and ignorance Mm -hmm. absolutely that is where it comes from and i feel like my i mean i've always kind of felt this way But my job and all the trainings I have to go to on all like substance use trainings and Mm. whatever. And I just feel like I understand, I just, I I see it from the compassion point of view so much more. Mm -hmm. And I've even, maybe not all the time, but there are even instances that people who sell drugs are put in Mm -hmm. very unfortunate predicaments where again the only way to survive or fit in which to survive is Mm -hmm. to do so and I feel like even those people need need compassion and help because they're just being told that they're bad because they made a mistake and you don't even know how they what led up to that exactly Um, and there was research done in Australia that speaks about how um, research compared individuals who had been criminalized for possession against those who had been, who had received like a non-criminal response. Um, and it found that individuals given a criminal like penalty were more likely to suffer negative employment relationship and accommodation consequences as mm-hmm. a result of their charge and were more likely to come further into contact with the criminal criminal justice system again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it just speaks so boldly to have that. Mm-hmm. Like you can see that turnaround and this isn't the only study that's done it. This isn't the only place Oh, there's plenty of things out there to show that. Like, yes, there's plenty of research and stuff out there at this point to show that criminal penalties doesn't make things easier for someone to get out of these negative situations. It, it doesn't necessarily mean, oh, hey, well, you've been slapped on the wrist for this and you should totally know to get your life in check, right? Well, it's not that easy now. Right, that's It not was helpful. already hard and now it's even harder because now I'm being denied a place to live. I'm being denied the opportunity for a job because I made one mistake maybe two mistakes you know there there has to be other options in place um and not just immediately you go to jail you get this charge on your record for the rest of your life and well figure it out yes they're not going to give you the resources no they They they're not giving those they don't care about that part you have to find it on your own. And how are you supposed to do that if you don't have access to a computer to look these things up, you know, or or just anything, 
Like it's like, what if even there's just a language barrier? Like how exactly. are you supposed to even use the computer or talk exactly. to someone to get it translated? And it's just a huge stack on top of stack on top of stack on, mm-hmm. on just destroying people who are already having a hard time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And using criminal penalties make obviously makes someone who's suffering have an even harder time bettering their lives, like you said. And I would even go as far, and I again don't know if you agree, as Just saying say it. that it's a it's a, it's a form of uh, it is it's discrimination. discrimination. Like it's discrimination. It's, it's discrimination on poor people. It's a discrimination on someone someone who has a disorder, which is a substance use disorder. BT dubs. It's a someone who has discrimination on trauma. And I'm gonna also say it. There's discrimination on minorities. Absolutely. 1,000%. Because part of the reason marijuana was criminalized, in case you didn't know, was totally related to race. Yeah, it spoiler It was alert. a big factor in why it was decided to make marijuana specifically, and a couple other ones, illegal, is yes. race. I mean, they were even specifically using marijuana a long time ago for its, like, how about the crack cocaine epidemic with mm-hmm. amongst people of color? Huh. <laughs> I wish you could huh. see your face, y'all. Huh. <laughs> wow. <sighs> there have been so many situations where it's used against minorities or it's provided in these areas or it's more easily available in these areas where people are poor there may be more minorities there and there are all these other situations making their lives already hard so you know what let's throw drugs on top of it to make sure that they stay where they're at because we don't want them bettering their lives and being better for some reason we have to have the society where there's a layer of people that are just stepped on in order for everybody else to be able to be successful and to, to thrive. There has to be a layer of people suffering and I'm sorry, but that has to stop. Yeah. And it's a load of shit. And I've also read that like, not only do they do what you said with like the, the kind of more supplying more drug areas, but they also Mm -hmm take away like any kind of grocery store and it's only convenience store. So it also limits the, um, what kind of food you can have, which mm-hmm. um, also can mess up your health. So they also take away certain doc- a bunch of doctor's places, take away ERs, and then they have to travel, but there's no like transportation. So it's like, you are mm-hmm. really just digging the grave for these people to die in. And it's just, exactly. it grosses exactly. me out, makes me want to. Mm-hmm. Kill people and puke at the same time, y'all. Yeah, and it's and all of this is a big problem, of course, all over the world. This is a problem yeah. everywhere, but especially here in the U.S. Like, mm-hmm. it's a huge problem, and it's a problem that we should have already figured out by now. Especially steps. Especially being a first world country supposedly quote unquote bro that's why i said supposedly because (laughs) i'm starting to feel like we aren't especially where we're stepping back of already trying to take away women's rights which at this point i've basically considered them taken away um 
you know, it's, we're stepping back so far right now. And we're also just refusing to take steps that we should have already taken by now to further ourselves in our society. But it's just not being done because there are certain people that are running the show that would rather just have greed and and money be the focused but that Power. only does so much for mm-hmm. you especially when a majority of your society is struggling and dying from something like substance abuse mm-hmm. and so many other things obviously there are so many other factors but yeah. this is one of those big factors that plays into this and people the big ones up there trying to like Mm. control everyone (laughs) i just want to talk to them (laughs) yeah that's what i want to do i want to have a nice long conversation (laughs) (sighs) i was like i don't know if i want to be public about all my feelings so i'll just no 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 we're just gonna talk (laughs) come here i just want to talk come here i just i just want to talk come here (laughs) just you and me alone i I want to talk Ten <laughs> visits in to Krafika. I'm gonna shoot you with your guy. I ain't got no training, but I'll take you on. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're just talking. We're just talking. We're just chit-chatting. We're just oh, chit-chatting. No, but we all have struggles, and that's why we said, and we've said multiple times so far in this episode, we don't want anyone especially if you're listening and you are someone who suffers or are continuing to suffer or you're struggling and trying to beat whatever odds it is that you're fighting against there's no shame there's there's nothing to be ashamed of we all fall down some of us fall harder than others but you're trying and you're you're trying and you're fighting and even if you fall down again that's okay Mm-hmm. that is okay get back up it's hard but that's that's what matters is that you want to do it that you want to fight and that you want to live a happier and healthier life and there's no shame in the fact that you are struggling mm-hmm. with whatever it is you're struggling with we all struggle in our own ways we all deal with different things just on different levels sometimes and there's never any shame in any of any of it any of it don't let anybody ever shame you and if they do they clearly don't need to be in your lives that's because uh something inside them needs some healing exactly that's a them problem not a you problem yeah so goodbye to them (laughs) and focus on you Yes, your seat mm-hmm. has been taken from my table, and I'm exactly. moving on. Um, you cannot sit with us. No, exactly. <laughs> really hone in that mean girl attitude and just flip your hair. And we wear pink on Wednesdays, and you're not wearing pink. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. But um, but yeah, yeah, no. I would I would also go as far as like. If you are someone that is struggling in any way, shape, or form, there's most likely a lot more, most likely I said, a lot more resources in your community than mm-hmm. you might be aware of because there is way much more than I thought about or knew about. Oh, yeah. Some that I could have even 
used at some point in time that I didn't even know were a thing. Yeah. Um, so either if you can look, look up your local community resources. Um, and if you have a hard time that with that, I would say even reach out. It's kind of what I do for a living a little bit. And yeah. I have no problem helping out anybody else find that for themselves. Exactly. So. Exactly. And, you know, if you're having trouble finding sources, you know, reach out to us and we'll see if we can help you find sources in your area or national sources even, because I'm sure there are even national sources that can Absolutely. help you to find things in your area as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, there's no shame in looking for help. There's no shame in struggling there's no shame in any of it. Shame is something that other people create. It's, you don't need to worry about it. Yes. Um, but then, I think. I was going to say, we got not only the queer community's back, we got your back too. <laughs> we got we got all y'all back. All y'all uh, back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that's where we're going to end it today. Uh we made this one a longer one. You know, we told you there'd be a longer one eventually. Um, <laughs> we had a lot to say on this topic, but I think it's an important topic. And it's uh, an area that we as a society need to relook at and work on more mm-hmm. and continue to work on and actually make the steps to have those resources more readily available to everybody. Um, yeah. But uh As always, we thank you all for listening and for joining us. Um, If you are enjoying the podcast at all, we would appreciate it if you could go and rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're able to rate us where we listen. Um, Also, if you subscribe or follow, that helps us as well. If you want to contact us at all, any questions, comments, concerns, topic ideas you want us to discuss, you can hit us up on our social medias, which are at No Country for Healthy Living on Instagram and Facebook. You can also contact us at our email, which is nocountryforhealthyliving at gmail.com. Also, if you guys are interested in digging a little deeper in your own personal goals, need a little extra guidance, whatever it is, you want to be coached by either Laura or myself, you can hit us up on our personal Instagrams. Mine is at DearKitten3 and Laura's is at YasQueenCoaching. That's Y-A-S Queen Coaching. And once again, we thank you all for listening, for joining us. Um, And remember to stay safe and make healthy choices.